Fear of the blood tends to create fear for the flesh. Have you ever been so hesitant to play a game that you could not do it for more than 20 minutes at a time? That feeling of dread swept through your body when you picked up the controller? When even the sound of the company's logo as it appeared on the screen sent chills down your spine? Because that meant you'd be loading up your save to enter this twisted world very soon? When the first words you see on the screen are, there are violent and disturbing images in this game. Indeed, there was. Welcome to my recollections of the 1999 classic, Silent Hill. One that had me repeat the following phrases multiple times. What the fuck was that? What the fuck is that noise? Shit, 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 run, run, run. This is May Contain Violence. By the time I got around to buying Silent Hill, I was already a self-proclaimed veteran of the survival horror genre, having completed both Resident Evil 1 and 2, as well as Parasite Eve. So when I picked up my next challenge, knowing very little of the actual story, only going by the creepy cover and some good word of mouth, I didn't know what to expect. I certainly didn't expect faceless murder children, and industrial-style music. I'll back up a bit. First, a little bit of history. Konami, the company that ruled the 2D action platformer during the Nintendo era, with games like Contra and Castlevania, then on the PS1 with Metal Gear Solid, which was a huge hit for them. In the mid-90s, rival company Capcom released Resident Evil and blazed the trail for all survival horror to come. And that's what Konami tried to jump onto. They assembled a group of developers nicknamed Team Silent and set their goals, aiming for a film-like production. Thankfully, they then left Team Silent to their own devices because the developers disregarded the limits Konami put on them and focused on a game that felt more personal rather than just a monster shooter with puzzles. Also, one that dealt with more psychological horror than simply survival. Okay, this isn't meant to be a deep dive. Let's get to my memories. Back in the year 2000, while I was attending college and half-living at my girlfriend's parents' house, I had a couple of days in the week to kill where I wasn't working or attending classes. My PlayStation and books are what I use to keep away the boredom, and that led me going down to my local game dealer and sifting through the used game bins. Surprisingly, a copy of Silent Hill ended up there. It was in a jewel case that was not in its original packaging, 
and had a broken hinge on the front that had a tendency to fall open and then off the back cover to which it was attached. No instructions either, just a cover insert depicting the main protagonist, Harry Mason, and what we assume is his daughter, Cheryl, in front of a house with a light on in the top floor. It would still be a couple of hours before anyone would be home, and it was mid-afternoon. Not the ideal time to play a horror game in my opinion, but I was anxious to try it out. So I pulled close the blackout curtain and booted up the game. Then, after the obligatory warning of violence screen, I was treated to one of the most memorable opening cinematics I've seen since Final Fantasy VII. It was a mix of images in the game's past, present, and future set to a hauntingly beautiful score, of which I now use as my ringtone. The main part of the montage is scenes with Harry and his daughter Cheryl driving along a highway along the coast in the dark. A police woman passes them on a motorcycle. And a little bit later, that same motorcycle is seen on the side of the road with the woman not on it. Soon after that, another little girl is seen on the highway crossing it. Harry's headlights light her up, and then he sees her, quickly pulls to the side, loses control of the car, and crashes. When Harry awakes, he looks around to see that his daughter is no longer in the car. The passenger side is open. So I, as Harry, set off to find her. The defining characteristic of the game is its atmosphere. It's oppressive, dreary, claustrophobic, and unnervingly malevolent. The darkness and the fog were implemented for technical reasons, one that involved the draw distance and limited ability of the PlayStation. But it worked to the game's advantage, because as I walked around those streets barely able to see 20 feet in front of me, it made me nervous as hell. Get him back. Soon I caught a glimpse of what looked like my daughter Cheryl, and I gave chase. But she ran just out of sight. I followed the sound of her footsteps until I heard a gate open and then swing closed down an alley. I ran after and came to the gate with a large Beware of Dog sign attached. Ignoring it, I pushed the gate open and came upon a bloody scene. Something had been pulverized here. A large amount of viscera and blood lay upon the ground. Now a strange rhythmic sound could be heard, and I continued between a set of buildings. The camera angle changes as it takes a sudden bird's eye view, then settles in behind me as I continue. I come upon a tipped-over wheelchair, with this single wheel still spinning, creaking. It starts to get dark. Harry pulls out and lights his lighter, which barely illuminates anything in front of him. Continues down the alley. 
Now a gurney can be seen with a body underneath, a blanket, blood over top. At this point, an air raid siren can be heard, and now banging machinery in the distance. At this point in the game, I'm seeing goosebumps running up my arm. I remember being physically affected by this part. Harry had no weapons right now, and I felt utterly defenseless and naked as I pushed on into the dark. The industrial sounds got louder, and a rain started to come down as the scenery started to change from brick and walls to rusted metal grates and fencing. I came upon a body hung up in an almost crucified pose, but with what looked like bandages wrapped around its head, obscuring its face. The blood was everywhere. Pushing down on the path as it got narrower and narrower, it soon came to a dead end. Then a strange noise is heard, almost like muffled giggles, high-pitched ones. I see two small childlike creatures holding knives waddling up behind me. One grabs my legs, like as if a child might do to hug you. But there isn't any affection here, as its partner slashes out with its blade to cut me. I mash buttons at this point freaking out to shake off these things. Only for the other one to grab me while its fellow gets back up. Again, I have no weapons. So I run, back towards where I came from. But now the fences have me blocked. The entrance I came in doesn't exist. And the knife-wielding skinned children close in and finish the job. Harry dies. I die. As it turns out, neither of us do. Harry wakes in a cafe with the woman police officer, Sybil Bennett, watching over him. Like I said, she passed us on the road to Silent Hill. And this is where... Harry Mason's true journey begins in the search to find his daughter and the connection she has to Silent Hill. The beginning of this game was truly an experience in interactive terror. That whole segment set the tone for the later stages as you go deeper into the town to significant locations like the elementary school where you'll face more of those skinless little bastard children the hospital, the amusement park. In addition to fighting or running from bizarre and grotesque monsters and finding the very few survivors that still reside in the town, every so often you're pulled into what's been nicknamed the other world, an even darker reflection of the fog-ridden town you're trapped in. It's like if Clive Barker and Francis Bacon had a nightmare baby and it was delivered by H.P. Lovecraft and Stephen King. In terms of visual representation, 
Silent Hill was leagues beyond Resident Evil's fairly mundane setting. And if that wasn't bad enough, the music and sound design further added to the uneasiness and just plain wrongness the game made you feel. Heavy use of industrial sounds and warping of audio created an almost sick feeling in your gut. It is so well done, and it's as much as part of the atmosphere as the visuals. Demons, gods, cults, a doomsday prophecy, a fractured psyche, abuse. All of these and more are part of the makeup of this game. I literally could only play 20 to 30 minutes at a time. It was too much, but it was also very addictive because I kept coming back to it. I fought hairless gaunt dogs, giant insects, nurses controlled by slugs residing on their back, using guns, pipes, axes, and whatever else I could get my hands on. Solving puzzles and using objects in obscure manners to do so. The game was taxing, but I beat it and obtained the best ending to boot. But it wasn't easy. And I couldn't be happier to escape that world. And also sadder. Anyways, years later, when I tried to play the sequel... I got about 30 minutes in and stopped. I became so, I guess you can say the word, triggered from my earlier experience that I could not continue at the time. I never experienced that before. Many sequels followed, but I did not return to the series. The original Team Silent broke up after the fourth installment, and from what I have heard, the series never recaptured that essence of fear when production moved from Japan to America. The game was full of fun Easter eggs in the horror and sci-fi genres. Many of the streets on the map were named after authors in those genres. You can see the influence of David Lynch and the aforementioned H.P. Lovecraft in the design and direction. The whole setting could be a side story for Stephen King's The Mist or John Carpenter's The Fog. But recently, I've slowly stepped back into that world. I purchased Silent Hill 4, The Room. I've only played about an hour, but already the old feelings of unease and wrongness are creeping back into my psyche. But this time, I'm older and better able to handle the eventual onslaught of paranoia and anxiety this game, I'm sure, will instill. Though I don't think it will burn itself into my memory the way the first game did. That little nugget of fear has lain in my head and made itself a home for years still to come. This has been May Contain Violence. I'd like to thank you for listening. Having yet gone on to that social media thing I was talking about earlier, it was a busy, busy week in my real life work. 
Um, we'll see if I can get that in the future episode. I will put a link for messages if you'd like to leave one for me. I'd like to hear from you. Tell me about your first experience with Silent Hill or your first experience with a horror game you found particularly memorable. I'd love to hear from you. Till next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.